The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Coghill Golf and Country Club, who we are happy and proud to partner with once again this year. Coghill features 72 holes of championship golf, including the world-famous Dubs Dread. They have a completely renovated practice area and driving range. It's essentially an academy that you can go and spend not only the day improving your game, but at night they've got lights now and two bars as well as a food truck to spend some quality time with some friends and family. They've been doing it this way since 1927, folks. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Sharp Focus Nutrition. Let's face it, when you go out and play golf, you probably don't eat and drink very well. Well, a couple hot dogs, a few beers, yeah, we get it. Sharp Focus Nutrition replaces all of that with a systematic way to not only stay replenished throughout your round, but to also improve your game in doing so. Go out to sharpfocusnutrition.com to learn about their system. Let them know that we sent you. Pick up a system right now. Sharpfocusnutrition.com. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a very, very special episode for you today. As you know, it is a very exciting week in the world of golf. The first men's major of the season begins today in Augusta, Georgia at the Masters Tournament. And if you were here with us around this time last year, uh, you'll remember we did a very special segment to kick off this exciting event. Um, And so I'm thrilled to say that we are bringing it back again this year with today's episode being the first of three episodes um, and the second installment of Memoirs from Magnolia Lane. Um, So if you weren't here when we did this series last year, quick little refresher. um, These episodes are going to air over the next three days to help you just get hyped for the first major of the year, um, really by bringing you stories and traditions surrounding this, this super sacred and super special tournament, um, specifically from the patron point of view. Um, now, I said this last year, and I will say it again as a disclaimer, uh, this podcast and these episodes are in no way affiliated with, nor are we sponsored by, I guess, the National Golf Club, the Masters Tournament, or any of its affiliates. Um, just getting that out of the way again, just in case. Um, but Anyway, I I hope these episodes get you excited for the start of the tournament on Thursday. Um, And we really just want to share the the family traditions and memories that deeply intertwine with both the tournament and the course that really just make that second Sunday in April feel like Christmas morning. Um, Because what other tournament or major gives you that feeling than the Masters? Um, You know, is it is it because it's the first one of the year or is it because the landscape is so beautiful or the tickets are so hard to get? Um, and maybe yes to all of that. Um, but I think mostly it's because the stories and the memories that get passed down, um, by, by word of mouth, um, and from person to person and from person, from people who try so hard year after year to get in. Um, so we're going to have some guests over the next couple episodes who have 
some really great stories and some really great memories of being there and have a really interesting history and relationship with this tournament. Um, and on every episode, we're going to ask each of our guests what makes the Masters a quote-unquote tradition unlike any other to you. Um, you know, I've talked at length about my history with the Masters and what that tradition means to me. Um, and I'm not going to reshare too much of my own story, but I did bring a guest with me today who one can corroborate the stories I've been sharing over and over, um, but who also has his own unique memories from our time growing up, attending the tournament together. Um, so with that being said, I'm so very excited um, and honored to introduce our guest for this very first episode this season. Um, he's been shredding the guitar all over the country with major artists like Drake White and has even been lending a hand as guitar tech to uh, Riley Green very recently performing the Military Appreciation Concert on the Island Green at the Players Championship. Um, I'm so, so very honored uh, and um, uh, very happy to introduce my my cousin, Nicholas Williams, or excuse me, Nick Williams. Sorry, I shouldn't call you Nicholas. That's, that's not cool. Because um, <laughs> how are you? Good. Thank you for having me, Nikki. I really appreciate it. It's, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you could be here. Um, you know, before we get into the, the question that, that I mentioned before that we ask all of our guests, um, I did want to talk about that concert that I just mentioned with Riley, because what, what's funny is um, you posted and said that you were going to be doing that concert, and I didn't know that you were going to be playing that concert. I was going to the players, and we just so happened to be literally passing each other on the interstate going down because you oh, played on Tuesday and oh, then we're coming back on Wednesday. I was driving down on Wednesday to go to the tournament Thursday. So and of so, course we miss each other. I know that would have been a heck of a reunion spot because we haven't hung out in person in a while. That would have been good. I know. I know. Um, but it was, yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was something else. Uh, when I found out we were doing, we used this app uh, to keep up, you know, with the tour and everything and where we're going. And I saw TBC on there. I was like, hang on. And to find out we were doing the tournament, I was like, well, that's going to be awesome. And then some of like the tour managers like, yeah, it's going to be on the 17th. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, lo and behold, we show up and, and the stage is on the kind of the, it's not, you know, they don't have a fairway, it's a little side fairway, so to speak, uh, in between the tee box and the Island green. And, uh, it was, it was, it was really cool to, to see it in, up close and in person like that. Uh, and then you get to hang out on it for two full days. It was pretty fun. Yeah, because you guys got down there when and performed when the weather was like perfect too. Oh. It was like eighty-five degrees and sunny and yeah, yeah, super nice. And then we got the whole like that for them transporting us. We went under like the grandstands to like the tunnel. Um, and if you're standing on the tee box or walking towards the green, looking into the grandstands, the box on the far right. Um, we asked them where a green room was the first day. They're like, oh, it's not set up yet. We'll get you set up tomorrow. And then show day, that wound up being our green rooms. We had our own box uh, with the whole, you can go out and, and, and sit in the uh, the covered seats and everything and be whatever, 40 feet from the, from the green. It was, it was wild. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Now, do you, do you think you could have made it onto the green? Like, or would you have been in the water? I think I would have made it on onto the green. Like I, I have my irons or my, my strong suits uh, short ranges. That'd be all right. Um, I, I bugged our tour manager 
quite quite a lot to see. I was like, hey, when can we tee off? When can we? <laughs> not yet, because they had players practicing even on that Tuesday. Yeah. So we, like we they asked us not to make noise when they were coming by, and like totally get it. But then like they stopped coming by for like the last like two and a half three hours we were there. I was like, hey, it's open. Like I just need I'll go <laughs> buy a gift shop, you know, ball. I just need somebody find me a club. <laughs> Right. I think I think the best way to tune these guitars for the concert would be to to take a practice shot. Like we really gotta see if these guitars are yeah, like get sure my wrists are nice and loose and you know, it'll be yeah. get the cardio up, you know. I mean if I can try three or four times just to make sure, you know, I wanna wanna be able to to do it. <laughs> but they didn't. They even uh they were like, Y'all Riley might get to hit one and uh he didn't get to hit one while we were there that you know, week. So I feel a little bit better. Yeah. You know? the low guys on the totem pole. <laughs> now you obviously have a golf history and you have, you obviously you played golf, but that history with golf, probably the same as mine started in Augusta um, okay. and your love for Augusta. Um, at now, so I'll ask you the same question that we're going to ask everybody. What does the, what makes the masters a quote unquote tradition unlike any other for you? Um, I mean, you know, not to quote kind of the theme of my favorite movie series too. I'm sure you said this, but it's been family for me like the whole time. I know they said a lot in Fast and Furious. That was kind of a joke for my <laughs> But um, no, family. I mean, you know, we were very fortunate enough. We've been going honestly since probably before we can even remember. Um, our great grandparents lived extremely close to the course. Like it's not, a, I try and explain it to people and they don't get it. Um, and so, you know, we'd go up and I, I remember, you know, we'd go for the whole weekend and um, we'd, we'd hang out and, and just have a big family time there. Oftentimes it seemed like it always fell on Easter back then. I don't know why it seemed like every year it fell on Easter, but um, you do the whole Easter thing. And then when we were too, you know, we were old enough to go, but young enough to not have the attention span to stay the whole day. I remember doing like split days. Like I think you and I would do a split day and then like Hannah and Mallory would do a split day or something like that on the first few. Uh, and then to reiterate to people how close our great grandparents really did live uh, to the course. Uh, my dad would always tell me like, it was either him or either your mom would go, I think with, with Papa, our grandfather on uh, Sunday, they could watch mm -hmm. him tee off on 16, go back to the parking lot, drive to the house to beat traffic and watch him walk up the fairway to put out on 18. Mm -hmm. That's pretty close there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, we were, very close and like I mean I I've said this before about how we would like how early we had to wake up you know to get to the the parking lot and be there you know before the like the gates would open and stuff like they people would joke about like oh like you know our kids would sleep in the car like oh it's a, you know a drive there like we didn't have time to like fall asleep in the car like you know we we barely had time to like put our seatbelts on kind of situation yeah. you know it so was, it was wild yeah. Yeah. It was pretty close. But yeah. I mean, it was for us, it was all about like family and, you know, to your point, like going before we could even really remember it. And, you know, I know I've said this before too. I think for, for us, it was one of those, we didn't know that the masters was this like kind of thing that was hard to get into or this right. like, prestigious like once in a lifetime type of ordeal because because of that because it was just 
oh, it's right down the road from our great grandparents' house. You know, it's just like right there. You know, we go, we go to grandma and granddaddy's house for Easter and then it's also master's week. And so it just, it was just a thing that we did with our family. We had no idea that it was this like prestigious, like, you know, once in a lifetime, this doesn't happen for everybody type thing. It was just part of our routine. We had no idea growing up until people, we got older and people were like, I'm sorry, you, you get to go to the master's every year. And it was like, Oh, wait, this is a, this is a thing. Especially getting to the age where, uh, you, you know, you'd be like, oh yeah, you know, uh, where were you this last week? And you're pretty tan. I was like, oh, I was at the master's. Like you've been to the master's. It's like, I don't want to sound like, you know, a butthole, but like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, so this year it's like, and, and the one before that. And like, uh, you know, a couple more, because again, again, very lucky we're grandfathered in due to our grandfather. And it was something else. Because, like, as a kid, like, going back, like, to family thing, it's, like, before knowing what it was, it was almost like going to the golf tournament for half the day was just a little break from, like, playing in a hammock out back of Grandma and Granddaddy Bells, and they had this little, like, camper and stuff, and, like, this, I think, was the was the shag carpet maroon colored? I remember they had, like, <laughs> super thick shag carpet that was, like, maroon, and then you go into the back hall, and it's, uh, you know, and then, oh. Uh, yeah, I got in trouble for breaking a glass. I put it in a vice spin grip thing one year. And and then, like, yeah, going to the Masters was the break between playing with the cousins and hanging out. You can see everybody. Yeah, yeah. That, the Going to the Masters was the way to actually keep us out of trouble, to right. keep us out of um, picking flowers out of the garden that we weren't supposed to pick and from breaking very valuable, expensive crystal chandeliers and very old um, – you know, old things that, you know, old people keep in their houses that they shouldn't keep around kids. Like, you know, that like, was the way. The Coke at the old Coke bottle. Like I'm going to drink it. It's sugary looking. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, that was their way of getting, getting the kids out of the house. So they would stop breaking stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know, for, for other people and other people, that was not like, it wasn't just, oh, let's take the kids to the golf tournament to get them out of the house. It was, this is the once in a lifetime thing that they're never going to get to do. Um, sure. it, but it, it's, it was so different for, but, but that's not to say that plenty of people who live in Augusta and grew up in Augusta probably had very similar experiences to that, you know, like, and it was, it was very similar for our parents too, growing mm-hmm. up, you know, they, Cause you know, our grandfather had these tickets his whole life. And right. so our parents had that same experience growing up. It was the same way. It was okay. Well, it's master's week. We're taking the kids to the tournament We're you know, they're, they're coming with us to the tournament. We're going on this day. We're going on that day. You know, it was, it was just what they did during that week. Right. That's what I was talking with dad before you mentioned out that you were having me on this and everything. I've talked to the, the new camp that I'm in uh, with the Riley guys. They're all big golf guys. And I've talked about the masters and it's like, Oh, you've been? And it's like, yeah, you know, oh, how many times? So I was like, I would imagine I've hit at least half of them, you know, most of my life. I'm 31, so that's going to get me in the ballpark of between 12 and 15 because there's some years where we live too far away to come. Um, and then he was like, yeah, he was like, well, just remind everybody that, like, me and, and your Aunt Sheila, we've, we've been at least 50 times. Like, we've got some stats on everybody. And so <laughs> they're getting not to, like, rub it in, but that's just growing up with, with Papa having tickets. That was a that was the thing, a normal thing. Whereas, like, you know, you got people that will wait years to get a Wednesday practice round ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. 
I know. I mean, older it like it, uh, you know, hold near and dear, and realize I truly realize how special it really is, and uh, you know, joke with people that are golf fans about, oh yeah, you know, I've been off several times, but never want to be like, because uh, I'm always like, you have to go. It's the prettiest place on earth. You'll you'll see. I haven't been to the Great Pyramids yet, but you know, I I beg to say it's up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know exactly, and that's why. You know, I, I joked with a, a friend of mine recently that um, that we are um, we're masters tournament uh, nepotism babies is is what we are yeah. um, be because of that. And um, but that's why, like you said, we it's not we don't we don't say that to like to, to brag and be like, oh, we've been 50 times or whatever. It's right. when when we say that we we turn around and say but let me give you advice if you're going and let me tell you the best spots that you can see these shots. And let me tell you how to get the best experience. And let me tell you where to sit to see this. And if you want to follow this person, do this. And if you want to like, you know, like, you know, mix these two sandwiches together to have the best taste or, you know, whatever, like, let me get you some pro tips in here. Um, because, because we know, we know how special it is and we want other people to experience and have that like special feeling too you know right yeah yeah we can help you fully yeah we should just start like a side travel masters agency business like tell everybody <laughs> that's the way i saw you wrote the article the other day i didn't say, see that, that yeah like pro tips for sure yeah yeah um i did want to ask too i remember um there was there was one year i think um i cannot and i can't remember who it was which player it was um but i do remember i i think you had gone with your dad and if it was a divot, if it was a ball that you got from, uh, from Phil Mickelson when you guys came back, um, maybe, maybe like, I don't know, a divot piece. I, I was trying to remember like cool stuff like that. And I want to say I got one from BJ Singh one year. That's right. That's right. It was the Pretty year sure. he won. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was at the Masters. And like, I remember we were like, <clears throat> You know, because granted, it was nothing like, you know, our, our grandfather was able to follow the players. But, like, even when we were kids, you know, the security was tight. But, like, you could, you know, once the player goes past the rope, you can kind of walk, you know, down the cart path and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that or, you know, through the fairway. But I remember he was on the cart path for some reason and and the ball dropped out of his bag. And I grabbed it and looked at my dad. He's like, you need to try and return it. So I was like, excuse me, Mr. Singh, tried to hand it back to him. And he was like, oh, no, 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 it's yours. Hang on. And then, I, again, pulls out the Sharpie and. And signs it for for me and everything. That was, that was that was pretty cool. I'm pretty sure that was VJ. I'll have to go. Dad's got this uh, golf memorabilia cabinet. I'll have to. I couldn't remember that. which player it was either. And I, but I remember, I remember vividly, like you guys coming back into the house and your dad being like, "You guys are never gonna believe this," yeah. and him telling that story, and like both of you guys just like lighting up and like you guys like interrupting each other trying to tell that story it may have also been the uh and i i I grabbed it in the other room which you can barely see it so i won't even embarrass myself holding it up but it may have been when i got uh fred couples to sign my tiger woods hat when the tw hats first came out that may have been it too yeah freddie was uh i think it was it was uh outside of 18 yeah where I was able to get him to sign my hat thinking like, surely he's probably not going to appreciate this. But like every kid at that time had the TW hat and was head to toe Nike. That's just what it was. If you were a young, you know, dude golf fan uh, and I got him to do that. But then like dad told me, 
couple years later, we were talking about the story. He's like, yeah, I really, you know, I wanted you to do, get that, that Freddie autograph, but I really wanted to meet Jim Nance because Jim Nance was like four people away from Freddie. So that, that may have been the, the story we're thinking of too. Golf Unfiltered is proud to partner once again with Mizuno Golf for 2023. Mizuno Golf is offering their new JPX 923 irons, and if you haven't heard about these yet, go out to our YouTube channel and see a full fitting that I do with Mizuno at Coghill Golf and Country Club. These irons are spectacular. They've got three medals, five different options of irons spanning the player's spectrum, so you are for sure going to find something great for your game. Go out to MizunoUSA.com today to learn more. Yeah, I, I just, I vividly remember, I, and like I said, I couldn't remember which player it was, but I, I just remember you guys both coming in and being so, so excited to tell that story and, and just like both of you being so, like wide eyed and just big smiles and like you couldn't contain your excitement and interrupting each other, trying to tell it and yeah. being so happy, but there that's, that's just part of, of of being at Augusta and, and, you know, part of not having cell phones and you can't like, you know, take a selfie with someone, you know, somebody as they're walking by and you can't send a text being like, I just saw so-and-so and everything is word of mouth and everything is, you know, telling these stories. And I remember even, even after so many years of going with our grandfather and going with him and, you know, he tells, he's told so many stories over the years, like he would, from going from like 1959, like he would every once in a while, just tell you the story. You would be like, what really? Yeah. And it just, just from randomly like remembering something over the years. And I remember going with him in, um, in 2019, we're sitting there on the second, on the second hole and we're sitting there and we're just, you know, watching people and watching this. And we're, we were talking about how big the crowds were and how like they had let so many people in that particular year and how it was just, you know, crazy big and how um, part of it was due to Tiger and that. And he said, well, I remember when, uh, you know, when, when Jack and uh, Arnie were com- playing against each other. And um, he said, I remember when they didn't like Jack and I remember them watching them booing Jack. And I said, Really? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I was sitting right over there. And he starts pointing. He goes, I was sitting right over there. And I watched a big crowd of people boo Jack. I said, here on this course. He goes, yep. He goes, I watched a crowd of people boo Jack. And I said, you did not. And he goes, yes, I did. He goes, he goes, and then uh, they had to come out and say, you know, don't do that. And, you know, by the end of the week, you know, they weren't doing it anymore, but you know, it happened, you know, that because they were they they didn't like each other back then. You know, they were they were arguing, they were fighting, and you right. know, but just the the things that the crazy stories that you hear like that that you just never like, never in my life would I have ever thought that you would hear that Jack got booed in Augusta. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty. Well. You, I think so. <clears throat> from pop, the pop boss, and then you guys start this book called the grandfather because like talking about those pro tips of like where to sit on the course. Like, do you, do you, like, do you feel like this was the case too? Like, not only, you know, that he had his route planned out, but like, it seemed like he could always tell you the last several years that they went, what route they took, what days they went. Like, not mm-hmm. just, like, you know, he usually have his like sit at number two and everything. He's like, oh, but you know, this year we actually, you know, hung out on, on 14 a little bit longer than we, we normally would have. And, and then did that. So his, his attention to detail and those, and those memories and stuff is pretty wild. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it was crazy too. Cause he would, he had a different route for different days and he knew that like, Oh, well, Thursday's a better day to sit here and Friday's a better day to sit here. And you know, he, um, he also, he, he had the, the whole locations memorized too. You know, yes. he knew what days the whole locations were where. And <laughs> I, I know a lot of people do a lot of people, you know, even people who don't go have some of the whole locations memorized, but like he knew exactly where every hole was going to be. Um, and he, he knew based off of that, which hole was a better hole to go sit on as well. And so that was, um, that was always so fascinating to me to be like, um, especially going with him, like to, to know, to just follow, you know, to follow his lead. Cause he was going to be the one to, to, to map it all out. Right. Um, it was also fascinating to go with him because he had a very, very routine in terms of what time to get snacks and what yeah. time to get lunch. And he was also like, um, our grandfather had diabetes. And so he was very like, we're going to get snacks about 17 times today. Like yep. we're going to get snacks at every single one of these concession stands. We're going to get multiple snacks at every concession stand. So that was another reason I really liked going with him <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, you got, you got snacks every, every single time you pass the stand, um, you got snacks. So that was mm -hmm. a, that was also a perk. He got me hooked on uh, Snickers as a kid, but I think the last time I really ate more, you know, more than just like a tiny Halloween size Snickers was at the Masters with Papa because I was still like a young kid. I was like, Papa, can I, you know, how many Snickers can I have today? He's like, as many as you want. He's like, you can do that because, you know, Papa, he'd like, he'd let you have cake for breakfast if you wanted to, you know, if you yeah. sneak it in. Uh, but I had seven that day and I've never, I don't think, I don't know if I've ever completed a full Snickers bar since then. I, <laughs> I hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. He, um, he, he let us have anything that we wanted. Um, and for, for a man who had diabetes, he let us eat as much sugar as we wanted too. Um, yeah. which, you know, was, was very funny to me. Um, but I, I think what was also very funny is he, he was also a, a penny pincher. And I think that is why he liked the Augusta concessions is because he would let us have whatever we wanted because it was a dollar. Like, yeah, sure. Eat as many sandwiches as you want because they're a dollar 50, get as many candy bars as you want because they're a dollar 50. Like, Absolutely. you know, That's if we're reasonable professional sports event in terms of pricing for food, you know, even, you know, beers, you know, now that we're old enough to enjoy those, you know, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I don't, we, we didn't venture into like the pro shops that often. Like if, when we were younger, it was like, all right, if you behave, we can stop in there we can get like, you know, a hat or a visor or like, you know, a shirt or something like, but he was always like, uh, the prices in there are too expensive. I can get the same shirt at like Kohl's or Walmart yeah. or something. Yeah. But yeah. like he was okay with the concession stand and buying us whatever we wanted there because it was like, it was cheap. It was right. like very cheap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, um, and that, I th that I think is why Augusta is great for, you know, when, when families get to go and my families get to make memories there is because you can have a full family meal and you can eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner for your whole family for a relatively good price. You know, you can't go to the Braves game and 
you know, you're going to fork up a lot of money for the food there at a Braves game. Yeah. That's what maybe like if everybody would just go more expensive on the ticket side and then let concessions be a little, a little better, you know, maybe, maybe a wait list every week for the Braves games and you can get a a, a $2 water. (laughs) Yeah. Start, start making the Braves games, a lottery situation (laughs) and like the, like the masters and then batting practice and then you wear a yellow shirt and then everybody with a yellow shirt wants to get out. Yeah. Well, I don't know because the Falcon tickets are pretty expensive and they have $2 hot dogs. So, yeah. or the Falcon Six are pretty cheap and they have $2 hot dogs. So I don't know. Well, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, um, before we, before I let you go, I do want to hit some um, rapid fire master's questions. Um, yeah. And uh, so these are kind of all over the place, but um, we'll start with um, your favorite hole at Augusta. Um. I would probably say two, just because I remember that always being like Papa and and Dad, and I think even Aunt Sheila was one of their favorites because Papa would always take us there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I would say two because I, I got to camp out on that one a lot. I think 2006 was one of the either the first or second year they were doing that junior pass, and I think you got me beat by a year or two, I believe. So you had already turned 15 or 16, um, but I got to we got to use the junior pass, and me, Dad, and Papa all got to go. And we camped out on two for most of that day. Like, I don't know. We may have gone to peak at 13, but like two was like, this is what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. So that one, that one holds a special, special spot. Yeah. That one's a great one. And there's some great, like you, you see some good scoring on that hole. Cause That's also good. I forget it's, I, I'm terrible with my, my master's history and, and layout. But if you're sitting at the green on two, is it five T boxes to your left? Um, uh, uh-uh. it's, uh, eight is right behind you. And, um, five is five is like up, up to the, well, if you're sitting on the green five is like up to the left, up to the left, like a little ways behind you. Right. But right behind you is, is eight. It's eight yeah. Yeah. The eight fairway, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you could, you know, kind of, you could see, a, you know, a good amount of golf there and it's watching those approach shots on two or pretty stellar yeah yeah that's a good one um all right favorite favorite winner um that you've been alive for like we can't Uh, say like jack because right right um golly i don't know there's it's i mean just growing up with him running the game 2019 tiger coming in and and doing it after everybody could People always put him down, and I, he's like, "There, oh, he'll never come back." I'm like, "That's Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all." Like, yeah. And so, I, it, it's got to be Tiger. It's 2019. I know. It's. I mean, it's hard not to say him, right? I mean, yeah. I, I fully, fully cried when he won in 2019. Yeah. Like, not just, not just like little, little baby tears. I mean, like big old, like sob, sob yeah. tears. I was, I inappropriately yelled in the hospital uh, as mom was in the hospital this time and, and we were watching it on the TV and like, he's finishing out on 18. I'm like, whoa. And I like run out in the hallway and jump up and do a tiger fist pump. And then like nurses come out and they're like looking around and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it got the best of me and like a, <clears throat> you know, you know, somber like unit there. I was like, sorry, Tiger Wood just won the masters again after yeah. Else. So yeah, 
I, I, I bet it was emotional for a lot of people probably, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, it, yeah, that was, it, that one's, it's hard to not say tiger. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That one's hard. I mean, it's um, cool. like when Phil finally got one, like that was awesome, you know, and then seeing all these other, other people do it, but uh, tiger's 2019, like, yeah, he already had a couple, but you know, people, people put him down and out and, at least in our lifetime, that's he's he's the greatest. I think that's undisputed. Um, most memorable shot, like that you can remember from the Masters. Um, Whether it be like a like a winning shot or even like a bad shot. Yeah. Um. I mean, probably going back wasn't the famous Nike commercial, like the Nike Swish Tiger thing. <clears throat> at the yeah, masters yeah yeah i think he's gonna he's gonna run my my yeah all these answers but, yeah probably that, yeah that one was that one was good um and like first time another tiger story but watching him um going with pawpaw when he uh he was tiger was maybe like seven feet in front of me his ball landed right where we were standing because our grandfather was not about following people like, especially when tiger, when it was like tiger craze like yeah. you weren't about to follow Tiger Woods around the court. He's like, no, that's just ridiculous. We'll never get seen anyway. So mm -hmm. we went a couple heads, a uh, couple holes ahead, excuse me, and uh, stood there. His ball lands right there, and I mean, he he missed the shot bad and let out a string of profanities. And I remember like my eyes getting this big. I was like, I didn't think Tiger Woods cussed like that, Papa. He's like, they all do, Nicholas. <laughs> So that that one, yeah, both two tiger shots, one really good one and one one not so good one. Yeah, but one you actually got to see pretty close in person. One I got to see in person. Yeah, one was I think though didn't the famous Nike one? I think we were still going to Augusta at that point. Yeah, that one was on um, sixteen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, were we still yeah, going one... to Grandma and Granddaddy Bell's? Because I think that was like still early Tiger. That one was yeah. That one was. I'm going to have to look this up. That one was 2001. That was Tiger's 2001 Masters. Okay. Um, so I want to say, I don't think they had sold the house yet. Yeah. By that point. Because I was in fifth grade. So no, yeah, I don't think they had sold the house then. But yeah, that was on 16 in Augusta in 2001. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know what my shot would be. I think... Actually, I don't, I think one of the most memorable shots for me would probably be in that 2019 Masters when um, Molinari hit it in the water on 12. Oh, yeah. To like start the like trajectory of like Tiger, like, all right, now like that is what started like Tiger's victory. Right. Yeah. Before that point, it was like, Oh, I don't know. Like they're getting close, but like, mm, it's, it's not really possible. I don't really think it's going to happen. But then like when he hit it in the water, it was like, Oh my God, yeah, this, could this, this could happen. That's true. And so I think like, because when I think of the 2019 masters, like it's that shot for me that, that sends it toward the, the victory really. So I don't know. That's probably the shot that Although actually, I don't know. That's probably the mo the like most memorable TV shot. If we're talking like both TV and then in person, yeah. in person shot. I actually, I actually was there and 
the year um, Bubba made that shot out of the pine straw Oh, during that playoff. I was like, like just around the corner in the pine straw when he hit it out of that pine straw and seeing that in person was nuts. Was was, wizards with a golf ball. It's like, that was crazy. I was like, was it the, uh, I don't, was it the year that DJ won the masters? I can't remember if it was that or like either the next, next tournament or next major, but him and, excuse me, him and John Rahm had to both sink like these 35 ish foot, like double, triple break putts to secure a playoff. It was the Bridgestone. um, No, 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 not Bridgestone. It was the BMW championship um, for, in like 20, 20, I want to say like 2020 or like 2019 or something, but yes, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, um, I watched that lot and I was just like, this, that, that has been my favorite, like back and forth, like, all right, it's getting serious shots in golf in the last couple of years. Yes. Yes. I remember exactly what you, those, those two putts, because they were both in like the most unmakeable putts that you could ever see. Um, yeah. I want to say it was the BMW championship. Yeah. Um, John, didn't Rom have to sink it to, to, I guess, either win or tie. And then DJ had to make his to force the playoff or to still win. I, I forget exactly what it was. I think, it, I think they were both in a playoff, like, and it was to determine who was going to win for like, to go to the next round of, I think it was like going, heading into East Lake, um, to yeah. the tour championship. But yeah, both of them were like, the most insane putts I've ever seen with the most ridiculous curve and the most ridiculous break. And yeah, it was, yeah, that was not nonsense. Um, yeah. It was like, they just like, <laughs> injected themselves with a little speed right before that. Cause that dude has been making some ridiculous putts lately, but only, from, only from like 60 feet away. He can't make them from like two feet away yeah, uh-uh. for some reason. Yeah, no. get inside two, three feet, forget about it. But these impossible, like, entering the cheat code on Tiger Woods 2006, you know, <laughs> PlayStation, then he's got it. Um, all right, two more rapid-fire questions. Um, who's your pick for 2023 to win the Masters? Scheffler's on fire. I mean, yeah, I know. It's hard to not pick him. It's hard. Yeah, and he's super nice, and, it, yeah, he's just – I don't – I, I think he's my, like, yeah, I think he's going to do it. You think he's going to go back-to-back? I, I'd like to, because who's la- who went back-to-back last? Um, That's a really good question. Um, I don't know who went back, who's the last person to go back-to-back. Can I cheat real quick? Can we cheat on the uh, golf ball? Yeah, record? yeah. Who's the last person? Probably Tiger. I... That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, here we go. Uh, back-to-back winners. Or is it... Um, yeah, Tiger. There's not been a back-to-back Masters winner since 2001, 2002 when Tiger won. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, that, would be, that would be cool, too. Either that or I always... Like, I have a hard time not rooting for something. Like, once we get into... You know, end of the day, Friday, starting Saturday. If somebody that hasn't won it is is looking like a prominent, you know, figure, I, you know, 
I, I do like rooting for somebody that, that's never never won it. That's yeah. always been super close. I know. I I I know I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like I would love to see Rory finally get it. Yeah. But like he's been so all over the place lately. Like he's like to come so close at the Arnold Palmer and then play so bad at the players and then play so well last week at match play and then just like I be so I don't know. It he's been so all over the place. Who knows how he's gonna play? Right. So yeah. I don't know. Um all right, last last rapid fire question. Pimento cheese sandwich or egg salad sandwich? I gotta go pimento cheese. Every yeah. time. Or or are you an off the book like ham and cheese club turkey sandwich? I mean like I mean, this go pimento cheese. I'd usually get the ham and cheese on, on that rye bread is yep. it's hard to beat that and then you know the, the diet coke and a Snickers back in the day. Again, I haven't had one in a while, but <laughs> those are the uh, uh, that was the the combo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or the ham and cheese and a uh, a green cup after uh, finally hit the qualifying age for that one. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I know that uh, the debate is always pimento cheese or egg salad, but I, I will always go off the book and go ham and cheese on rye all day long. There are, there are plenty of wonderful sandwiches out there, but ham and cheese on rye is where it's at. That That is, I mean, cause uh, the, I guess again between the, the big debate, the pimento cheese sits better for me on the stomach than the egg salad when it's super hot out. Yeah, like, egg when it's eighty five degrees. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. Yeah, no. and if, if you're parked, if you're on the rope at Augusta, very rarely are you in the shade. And I know everybody wants to get close, so mm -hmm. you're gonna be you're gonna be cooking all day. So mm -hmm. yeah, go with the ham and cheese, folks. It's it's easier on the stomach. Yeah, that rye bread's good. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's quite, yeah. quite the experience. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. All right. Well, thank you again so much for being Absolutely. with us today. Thank you so um, much for having me. Yeah. Where um where can uh, our listeners find you? Where can folks find you? I know you're traveling all over the place, playing music all over the place. Where can um people hear your music and listen to you? Uh, I'm uh super lame on the socials. I only have Instagram, um, but it's it's my full name, Nick Williams, but double all of the eyes. I know, <laughs> but the regular one was taken. So N I I C K W I I L L I I A M S. Um, and then I kind of post stuff on there. I haven't released any personal music in quite some time, but I'll uh, I play for other people and and do guitar solos and and such for friends and i'll uh, i'll kind of post up there uh where i'm at where you know what i've done recently or if something's about to come out uh and then shows that i'm playing um and then you know with with, with the tech stuff you can kind of find that on 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 the boss's website he's, he's got a bunch we're, we're currently on the luke holmes tour with him right now so doing do, did my first stadium the other day so that was fun but yeah nick williams double all the eyes on instagram um and then I've got a fours only, but we won't get into that one right now. So, <laughs> all right, good. Uh, where's Where's your next tour stop? You guys are uh, in Dallas. Yeah, uh, just the Dallas will be in Indianapolis uh, this week, and then we we'll start picking up a couple more. We have a couple with Indianapolis, and then I get to do Nissan. Oh no, uh, Augusta. 
<clears throat> or Evans, Georgia, playing some event there. What is it called? Um, I will be there in a little bit. So <clears throat> anybody that has listened to this and is, I think it's the four something. There's something in Evans, Georgia. Sorry, I should have had that kind of on the ready. Uh, <laughs> Riley Green is playing something in and around Augusta, an event. Get your tickets and come say hello. That's fine. We will put the link in the description of the YouTube. Uh, we'll put it in the link of the Spotify and Apple as well. Um, sure. We'll make sure to add it when we add it to all of our social promos and everything too. So don't worry. I'll find it and uh, text it to you. We will not put the link to your farmers only. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, you know, I, I had to I had to find somewhere to put my overall pictures and uh, it's been like the most logical place. All right. Well, on that note, um, uh, we will continue with another episode of Memoirs from Magnolia Lane tomorrow um, as we continue with more stories from uh, this wonderful tournament that we all love so much. Um, and you can keep up with us on social at Golf Unfiltered. Um, and you can follow Nick. We will add his socials um, when we promote this episode. Um, and you can follow it in the description um, below on YouTube or Spotify or Apple or wherever you are listening to us. Um, and we will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. Awesome.